Cornerstone. Welcome to church today. Let's stand and worship together today. Let's give him our praise and our glory. Isn't he good? Amen. Amen. When all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is the mountain, you see a mountain move. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear now, for I am safe with you. So when I fight, I fight on my knees, with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you, and every fear I lay at your feet. I'll sing through the night, oh God. The battle belongs to you. And if you are for me, who can be against me? For Jesus, there's nothing impossible for you. When all I see are the ashes, you see the beauty. When all I see is a cross, God, you see the empty tomb. So when I fight, I fight on my knees, with my hands lifted high, oh God. The battle belongs to you, and every fear I lay at your feet. I'll sing through the night, oh God, the battle belongs to you. In almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. An almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. An almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadows, you win every battle. Nothing can stand I fight, I fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I sing through the night. Oh God. 
I've lived stories that have proved your faithfulness And I've seen miracles my mind can't comprehend There is beauty in what I can't understand Jesus, it's you Jesus, it's you And I believe you're the wonder
I've seen cancer disappear, and I've seen broken bodies heal. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And I've seen real life resurrections, and I've seen mental health restored. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And I've seen families reunited. And I've seen prodigals return. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And I've seen troubled souls delivered. And I've seen addicts finally free. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And I've seen cancer disappear. And I've seen blood. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And I've seen real life resurrections. And I've seen middle health restored. families reunited and we'll see your prodigals return don't you tell me he can't do it don't you tell me he can't do it and i've seen troubled souls delivered and those addicts are finally free don't you tell me he can't do it all right let's bring this home now right here and we'll see cities in revival and salvation will flood these streets. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. And we'll see glory fill this nation like the world has never seen. Don't you tell me he can't do it. give up faith, if we'll keep holding on, if we won't stop, if we keep pressing forward, if only we believe, we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. First Peter 5, 7 through 9 says, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in faith, 
knowing that the same suffering and experience has been experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Cast all your cares on him. Cast. When you fish, what do you do? You throw it away. You cast it. Amen? You cast it away. You don't receive it when the enemy tries to put fear upon you. The word that goes with this care also means anxiety. It comes from a root word that means to separate or divide, which comes from a root word that means lot or destiny. See, anytime the enemy tries to put something on us that's not ours to carry, that's not our portion, it tries to separate us from the destiny that God has for us. It tries to remove the destiny. It tries to delay the destiny. So when the enemy tries to get us to receive something that's not ours, what do we do? We cast it away. That's what the scripture says. We resist. We stand steadfast in the faith. But we don't take it on. We don't carry it. We don't receive it because we don't have to. Fear, worry, anxiety, that's not our portion. Faith, hope, love, victory, healing, that's our portion. But the enemy doesn't want us to take our portion, so he's trying to put something that's not ours on us. I know what God's saying today. He's been speaking to me about this all night. There are some people in the house who've been wrestling with fear, anxiety, dread, all of these things. I believe there's a burden breaker in the house today. That's what I feel like God said. There's a burden breaker in the house today. And if you will come into agreement with him and come out of agreement with the enemy and submit yourself, he wants to take your burdens. He wants to take your cares. He wants to take away everything that's not your portion. So this is what I'm going to say as we continue in worship when God gives us something like this, we have to respond. Cast it away. Lay it down. Let him have it. To cast away means we got to take our hands off of it. So we have to take our hands off and submit it to God. And I believe if you'll be obedient to the Lord, that today there will be a victory for someone, for, for several actually is what I believe God said, who have been struggling who need to have victory and freedom. Amen? Obey the Lord.
wasn't based on what I've done, but his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. Oh, I thought I deserved There's power in the blood. 
sin was the cross meant for me that my Savior carried. Now I've been redeemed by the mercy of God and was the grave meant for me where my By the mercy of God was the cross meant for me that my Savior carried. Now I've been redeemed by the mercy of God and was the grave meant for me where my sin lay The power of his blood. I'm so glad that my freedom wasn't based on what I've done, but his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. Oh, his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. Oh, his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood. And what can wash away my sin? It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And all precious is the flow that makes me white as snow.
Yeah. 
so good. God. God. Come on, lift your voice. You're so good. Come on, sing it, church. holy hands in the house and just begin to just worship the Lord. Begin to just thank him for his goodness and his mercy. Thank you, Lord, for another day, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for keeping me. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me here today, God. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up with the activity of my limbs, Lord. You've been good to me, Lord. God, I give you praise. I give you adoration this morning, God. God, I just want to give you glory today, Lord, knowing that you're a good God and knowing that you, that you do good things. For those who you love, Lord, I just ask today, Lord, Lord, that you would just move and minister in lives today. We come against the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus right now. Devil, we put you on notice by the blood of Jesus Christ today. Uh, we plead the blood of Jesus today over lives. Bondages will be broken. Lives will be healed. Bodies will be made whole in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Lord, today, Lord, we declare, Lord, how good and great that you are, Lord. And, God, when it seems like things are falling apart, God, you are working all things for the good to them that love the Lord and are called according to your purpose. So, God, today, Lord, we, know, we sing of your goodness. God, we pray today. God, we ask, Lord, that you would touch every need in every situation. Come on, can you just love on him? Give him praise and adoration in the house today. Lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Psalms 86, verse 5 says this, For you, O Lord are good, are forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. And I tell you what, that is, you could take that to the bank, that is a promise from the Lord. Today, He loves you, He is standing with you, He is good, amen, amen. Man, do you feel the presence of the Lord in the house today? Amen. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Find about three people around you. Give them a fist bump or air fist bump, whatever your preference is, and tell them it's good to see them today. So glad to see you in the house of the Lord today. I was thinking today, it is a cold, cool, 
winter morning today. Amen. And uh, I tell you what, you, you walk out the door, you feel that blast of, of cold air, and you can't breathe, right? At least you do at my house. The wind's usually blowing out there pretty good. And, um, but uh, I tell you what, I'm glad that you made it out today on this cold January morning. How many know that God can move on a cold January morning just like he can in the month of June? Amen? <clears throat> oh, man, three of you believe that. Three of you believe that today. I'm glad that you're here today. So glad that you're, you, you've chose to join us today and be in the house of the Lord. It's important that we uh, come together. I'm going to talk a little bit about that uh, a little bit later. But it's important that we come together as a, a, a church. We are, you know, I love our church. We are just one big family. Right? Amen. Well, come on. If we're going to do it, let's do it. Well, come on, if we're going to do it, let's do it. We're one, we're one big family, and, and, uh, and I tell you what, we want you, if you're a guest with us, we want you to be part of, of this family, and we, we want you to be here. And we, we're glad that you chose to worship with us today, whether you're online or whether you're here in person. We're glad that you're with us. Can we give all of our guests a welcome this morning? All right. How many are excited about what God is doing? How many have a little bit of anticipation in, in your soul and in your spirit coming into 2022? How many are expecting great things? Amen. All right. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, you guys, just wake up today. You need to wake up. All right. Good. If we need to, we'll turn the heaters off and then that'll help wake everyone up. All right. Uh, no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing it. Uh, but I want to say I'm glad that you're here. I want to do something. I'm going to ask my wife to come up here. Uh, she kind of knew I was going to do this, but I'm, I'm going to have her come up here. We are, we are implementing, we are excited. With growth uh, of a church comes new things, right? Amen. With growth of a church comes new things. And, uh, and so uh, we are implementing and we are putting, in, putting into... Um, play some things and as the leaders of, of, of this church as the pastors of this church we we pray and we have sought the Lord and we feel like that there there's a direction that God is taking us and uh, to be on that direction we want to we want to put as we grow we want to make it easy for everybody to get involved amen all right are you with me and so I want to talk to you just to, just for just a moment. I may have Tristan interlude here and, and, and fill some gaps that maybe I'm, I'm missing. But we are implementing a, uh, I don't even know if you want to call it a program or a process. Uh, you know, you could call that and say, well, the church shouldn't be a place of programs. I understand, you know, but it takes function, functionality. We have to have um, order in order to make things happen. Or else we'll just be a big chaotic mess. And so we got to have structure. And so something that we wanted to move into coming into 2022 and we prayed about this for a long time in 2021 praying is a program that we're that we're looked looked at and uh, really studied called growth tracks and growth tracks uh, is something um, that would be similar to you know I, I try to explain it to you uh, but growth tracks I guess it would be kind of a mixture of a, a membership class slash find where you can serve and go serve all those things together, all in one. 
And uh, it, it's, it, what it does is it helps us to create uh, church growth and um, is a catalyst to help us to become fully devoted follower of Christ. How many know that God didn't call you just to be saved and sit in a pew and occupy? Amen. And, and so uh, Growth Tracks, it offers the tools necessary uh, to, make, to make this happen um, from the initial decision to accept Jesus uh, as your Lord to the final destination of life-changing ministry. And our, and our goal here is to get you involved in ministry, serving somewhere, that you say, well, I, I don't know if I could serve. Well, there are plenty of places to serve, and there are a lot of places that we need people to serve. And so we want to get you involved. And these are classes that we're implementing here at our church. Um, do you want to say something about, about this? Well, just give a, give a little bit of overview on it a little bit more for, for everybody. She has a better way of putting things than I do sometimes. <laughs> All right. Here, here she goes. Well, I was thinking I knew he'd probably do this, so I kind of had a little bit of a heads up this time. But, um. So Growth Tracks is going to replace our current membership class. So there's many people who have come to us and wanted to know what that looks like. How do we join the church? How do we become a member? So this is where you will become a member. Um, you don't have to become a member to go through Growth Track, but we encourage you to become a member, to invest, and to become part of our family. Um, but Growth Track is a four-class we're not going to do it in four classes. We're going to do it in two. But it is a four-class or four-step process, okay? So the first step is introducing you to Cornerstone Worship Center. Who are we? What do we believe? What is, you know, what is, what, are, what is our mission statement and our vision statement? Who are your pastors? So we will introduce you to us as a church family and as a church body. And then the second class is what will basically replace our membership class. What do we believe? Why is it important that you pray and worship and join the church and, you know, attend services, all of those things? So that's what the membership portion is. Um, the third class is actually finding your spiritual giftings. Um, what is your personality and how does God use that to develop your giftings and how can you use those to serve in the body of Christ? I think that this class is probably my favorite. Um, the others are all important and great, but it's really amazing to see how God gives you the personality that you have and uses that and your skill set, that the person that he's made you to serve. Like there's a perfect place for you, perfect place. And it took me a long time to find that out about myself even. Um, I, you know, just short because I'm not really long anyways but um, you know in ministry when we started that was hard for me because I married into a family I would say the whole family is very talented and upfront personalities and just I always thought God like where do I fit into this because that's not me you know I'm supposed to marry somebody who wants to be in ministry and a pastor and how am I going to you know, fit into all of this. And over the years, you know, in doing different forms of ministry, God has showed me 
you know, what my spiritual giftings are and how that really balances my husband and how together we become a team. But I feel like this class, even after like learning those over time and God speaking those into me, I believe this class still, it just like confirms things in you. Um, and it's amazing to look at it even on paper and be like, wow, like the, per like the things I love, the things that I know I'm good at, the things that I'm confident in are the giftings God gave me. And when all of us do those things, the body of Christ becomes a whole. And so it's not one of us, but it's all of us. And so our goal of this is to walk through these classes, find where we can serve the best as the person that God made us, and then make this body a whole. And so I think it's, it's just, to me, I just, I love that portion. The fourth class is really just introducing you to our ministries. Like, what do we have? Where can you serve? What things are you interested in? How do your giftings, how can they fit in different areas? And then we'll connect you to a ministry leader and try to plug you in. Because if you attend the church, we don't want you to just come. We want you to get involved and be part of the family and serve and be part of our body. And so I think that it's an amazing program. Um, we've put our staff through it already. We've put all of our department leaders through it and our board members through it already. Um, and so what we've planned on doing is splitting it into two Sundays. So you'll do sessions one and two in the first Sunday. It'll take about two hours. And then sessions three and four in the second Sunday following that, it'll take about two hours. And so it's not a ton of your time, but it's great. It's really great. Um, if you want kind of input from somebody who's been through it, like I said, our board members, our staff, our um, ministry leaders, and most every department has been through it. So you can get their opinion and their thoughts and see if maybe that's something for you. Um, I think that's most of it. But, yeah, I would just encourage you. We really would love, if you volunteer anywhere in the church, we would love for you to go through it. If you're a member already, you can still go through it. Like, it's always good to refresh. It's always good to, you know, remember what membership class was or, you know, it's just, I enjoyed it. I'll probably go through it. I've been to several of them. I'll probably keep going just because I like it. <laughs> but, yeah, anything else? I, I just want to say this. It, it's important to know why we do what we do. Sometimes we'll do things without even knowing the why behind what we do. And, and, and this is part of that, that process, understanding why we are, who we are, why we do it here at, at, at our church. And so, um, and this is, these are just really a real practical way. There's, there's some great things here. Uh, you know what? You, you get to connect with other people. Sometimes we come into church, we don't say hi to anybody, we leave without saying hi to anybody, and then we're like, man, I just don't feel connected at that church. Well, but this is a chance for you to sit down in a class and get to know some of our staff and some of their giftings, and, and, and I tell you what, it was, it was, when we went through it with our staff, we walked through it, we, we went through it. You guys are blessed because we went through it in one afternoon, and I mean, it was a long afternoon, and uh, we went through this thing, and uh, we just, we prayed about it, and then we implemented it within our, our uh, leaders of ministry, and they all went through it. So I want to encourage you uh, to pray about this. We're going to be doing these classes February the 13th and the 20th coming up, and we'll have some sign-up sheets for you guys. 
uh, make sure you sign up uh, for those because we want to see you grow. Amen? Amen? And we want to see you get connected. You know, it's important to be connected and, uh, you know, uh, be connected into your church. A lot of people just say, well, I don't know if I want to be a member of a church. Well, it's important that you be a member of a church because guess what? You need accountability. And I need accountability, and we need each other. And, and the difference between someone who attends church and a member of a church is this big word. It's a C word. It's called commitment. And, and that's what we're looking for, and that's what we're hoping for. So I, I, I wanted, wanted to share that with you guys. If you have any questions, uh, you can ask us or any of our staff. They can give you lots of uh, information on that. We're excited about this, all right? Everyone look at your neighbor and say, I'm excited about this. All right, good. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie, for doing that. I really appreciate that. Give my wife a hand. I do want to say this. Um, next week, uh, we will have a special guest speaker coming in, uh, a man by the name of uh, Doug Reed, and uh, he is the uh, president of uh, Partnership um, a ministry international, which is a ministry that reaches out to uh, the most impoverished areas of the U.S. and does ministry there. A lot, oftentimes, you know, it takes missions in all places. Amen. Sometimes we think mission, the mission field is overseas, but the mission field can be right here in our own backyard if we look. Amen. And so. Uh, um, Pastor Doug is going to be with us next week. It's a contact that uh, was given to me, and I am excited to have him come and speak and pour into us. And I believe he is going to just bring a word, a very timely word for us, and I believe that he is going to touch. So do me a favor. Everyone look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'll see you next week. All right, so if you don't show up, all right. Uh, but, no, I, I, w I want you to be here. I promise it, it is going to be good. All right. I want to um, get right into the Word today and uh, just wanted to cover a few of those bases this morning. And, and thank you for giving me the time to do that. Um, how many love the Lord? All right. Everyone stand up for me. Oh, everyone, I heard that. Oh, everyone take a step to the left. Everyone take a step to the right, sit back down. Now, when you go home, if anyone asks you, you could say, the pastor moved me today, so. Amen. <laughs> Coming into uh, this year, I tell you what, uh, the first week of the year I, sp I spoke on look, and I talked about looking behind and, and uh, being thankful for what's behind us, looking ahead, finding places to serve, and and God has just been speaking uh, specific words to me and uh, this year. And uh, last week I spoke on faith, and I talked about the man uh, with, uh, uh, who had the young son. And um, the young son who, who ha was demon-possessed, and the, and the uh, disciples couldn't cast the demon out in him. And then Jesus comes off of the Mount of Transfiguration, and he comes down. And, 
And he, he basically gets on to the disciples, but then he's talking to this man. And this man, he says, you know, he says, you know, if you can heal my son, Jesus. And Jesus says, if, you know, I said this last week that Jesus, the man ifs Jesus, then Jesus ifs him back. And he, Jesus says, if I can. He says, all things are possible to those that believe. That's what Jesus says. And I love this man's response because he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And oftentimes in our lives, we have the belief that God will do something, but sometimes we struggle still in ourselves. And I thought this, this man had a very honest observation of himself, and we, we, we addressed that last week in, in speaking on measures of faith. And uh, I just felt like coming into this week that the word, the word that kind of God had given me was this. Everyone say, Listen. All right, listen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be, um, that's what I'm going to be speaking on is, is listen. If you have your Bibles, we'll be look at Daniel chapter 2, um, verse 16. And um, one thing I, I do know about uh, people are fascinated by the, by the future, right? People are either fascinated by the future or they're scared to death of the future, right? Either you're, you're for it or you're, you're worried about it. In, in, in the U.S., we spend millions trying to know and even understand the future, right? We do this constantly in our lives. In a lot of places, some people um, like to, uh, you know, uh, call psychics. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you, as a child of God, you should not do that. You should not open yourself up to those things. You remember a few years ago, the psychic, I forget what it was, what psychic network it was. Uh, you know, they, they were online. Miss Cleo, you remember seeing those commercials? Some of you older people might know what I'm talking about. And she, her commercials would come on and call me now is what she would say. But here's the thing. The very group, that very group uh, went bankrupt. So they couldn't even see that that was going to happen. So, so, I mean, so let me tell you that God, as a child of God, God doesn't want you seeking mediums. For the future, all right? But, but despite that, there, people spend millions to know and try to understand the future. As a nation, economic, uh, economists and, and political scientists and scientists are frightened by the future. And we spend millions and millions studying the economy and concerned about the, the size of our national debt. Or at least we used to anyways. I don't know if we do that anymore. But, but we, we, we study those things. And we'll put a lot of money understanding why things. And we'll put money into political science and concerned about what countries get what weapons and things like that. And then, you know, as scientists, you know, they'll put thousands and millions and billions of dollars into understanding uh, genetic engineering and the climate and all these things. Why? Because they're concerned about what? The future. Have you ever been concerned about the future? And um, it's, it's crazy to me. Uh, a lot of people are overwhelmed by what's happening in our world. In the last two years, it, it's been amazing. I, I, I think back over 2020, and I think back over 2021, and I compare those two years to 2018 and 2019, and 2018 and 2019 seem like a walk in the park. Amen? And, and so uh, it's amazing to me. Uh, it's, I read this stat. One in every six Americans are on antidepressants. It's a lot, right? And and um, uh, it it and also billions of anti-depressants uh, and anti-anxiety pills are sold each and every year. 
And, and, and here's the thing. The, the text that we're going to be looking at, there's a king. His name is Nebuchadnezzar. Everyone spell that for me. Go. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do it. It's really hard. All right? But Nebuchadnezzar, and, and he is the most powerful king of his time and maybe of, of, of all time because uh, in the worldly kingdoms, he, he, he was there. He was powerful. He was mighty. And he had this position. Has anyone ever been in a position where you just couldn't sleep? At night, you just toss and turn, Right? And, and so this is where he's at. He is the most powerful king in the world, but he cannot sleep at night. And, he's, and he has this unrest. And when he finally falls asleep, he has this incredible dream. And the thing about this dream is this dream is a prophetic uh, dream, and it has prophetic implications, as many of you know, and some of you know this dream. I don't want to go into the details of this dream, but this, this dream would, uh, if you want to understand Revelation, you need to understand this dream out of Daniel, just so you know, all right? And, but this implication has prophetic things, and, and, and he, had, he knew that he had this significant dream, and he reached out to all the astrologers and all the wise men that he could, and he said, hey, I, I don't remember all the details to this dream, and I need you guys to help me figure this out. And they said, well, we need a few more details to do this. And he said, if you guys were who you guys said you were, you'd be able to do this. And so it leaves him finding and, and searching for answers. Have you ever been in, in a time in your life where you're, you're looking for answers? You don't know where to turn. And this is where King Nebuchadnezzar was. And, and maybe you feel like him. And maybe you, you, you feel troubled. And, and this is what he did. He couldn't find the answer. But, there, but God placed this man, this man named Daniel, uh, uh, in, in his path. And God could give Daniel the answer. And so and maybe you feel like Nebuchadnezzar, and maybe you feel troubled, and maybe you feel like, like Daniel uh, was, where you needed to hear from God. The question is, does God still speak today? 100% he does. Just like he spoke to Daniel, he can speak to you. Amen? The answer is 100% yes. Yes, he does. Uh, how many have ever seen the video of the three-year-old uh, little Hispanic boy who is talking either to his mom or I think it's his mom, and he says, listen, Linda. Anybody know what I'm talking about from a few years ago? Linda, 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 Linda. She is trying to talk to him. She's trying to, to correct him. He's three years old, and she, she's trying to get on to him because him and his, his, his cousin got into the cupcakes, and they weren't supposed to get in it. And he's talking to her, and in the process of talking to her, he's going, listen, Linda, listen, right? If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. It's pretty cute. And, and he's in this, thank goodness it isn't my kid, right? But he's arguing with, with this, this lady. I, I believe it's his mom. I don't know. I don't know why he would call his mom Linda. But maybe. And, but they're having this interchange, and he is just adamant. Just listen, 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 Linda. And I can't help but think spiritually, sometimes God's trying to speak to us and telling us, hey, those cupcakes aren't for now, but we're like, listen, Jesus, listen, Jesus, listen, 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 I, I gotta have my way, you don't understand, the little boy even says, this is grandma's house, the question is, is, is not that God isn't speaking, it's if we're listening, My prayer is this, and I, I talked about two weeks ago, is that you would 
look and see Jesus more clearly in 2022, but also that you would hear him crystal clear in 2022. Amen? So those are two things. And so I, 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 if you have your Bibles, Daniel um, chapter 2, uh, verse 16. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. Lord, Heavenly Father, God, I pray, Lord, that you would open our ears. Hmm. Open our ears today, God. God, let us hear what you have to say, God. I pray, Lord, that you would hide me behind Calvary today. Have your will and way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Daniel chapter 2, verse 16, it says this. And Daniel went in and requ requested the king to appoint him a time that he might show the interpretation to the king. Verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the matter known to Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah, his companions. You may know those guys as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, okay? And now the names that you know are, are Babylonian names, but these are their true Hebrew names, okay? Their Hebrew names were Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. And they were, they, were, they were Daniel's companions. And he told them to seek mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Because here's the thing. If you gave the king a bad thing, it, King Nebuchadnezzar was like, I don't care. See you later. You didn't do what I need you to do. Bye-bye, right? Verse 19. Then the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. Then Daniel blessed the God of of heaven. So I, I want to look at this and I want to look at five things in Daniel's life here in this little bit of text that we have that will unlock your ability to hear God's voice in 2022. How many want to hear God more clearly? All right. If you're a note taker, you can write these down. Here's the first thing that you see within Daniel, okay? And, and you don't see it nece necessarily in this text, but there's some text leading up to this that I'm going to allude to. It, it, and it the first thing is this, separation. Everyone say separation. Here's what happened. Daniel was a young man, and when Israel was taken captivity, when the Babylonians came in and they, they conquered Jerusalem, you know what they did. Babylonians were so powerful, this is what they did. They took the, the best, the brightest young people in that city, and they took them, and they took them back to Babylonian so they could, or Babylon so they could teach them the ways of Babylon. They would not let the brightest ones stay in Jerusalem because they knew that if they let the bright and the smart and the young stay there, that they could rise up and create a revolt. But their thought process was, if we can get you to Babylon and we can get you to think like we think, guess what? You'll forget where you came from. Does that sound like an attack of the enemy? Oh, if I could get you out of church, if I could get you over here into this situation, you'll forget what God said about you when you were a teenager. Come on now. So Daniel, this is amazing to me. Daniel, he goes to, Bab to Babylon, and Daniel lived a separated life from the Babylonians. He set the tone when he came in. He said, I am going to be different. Others were drinking the king's wine. Others were eating the meats, uh, the king's meats, which they offered to, to uh, pagan gods. And, and not Daniel. Daniel said, no way, no way. I have already purposed in my heart that I won't defile 
defile myself to the things of this world. If you could go back and look at Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, he says that very thing. He says, the thing that is defiling these people, I will not let into my heart. Can I tell you, as a person of God, this year in 2022, you ought to dig your heels in and say, you know what? I am not going to let the things of this world defile me because I am a child of God. Amen? Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Romans, and you've heard me say this before, for every Old Testament or for every New Testament principle, there's an Old Testament example. And, and the principle here is this, is this. Are we hearing from God? And look at this, Romans 12, 1 through 2, it says this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Look at this, verse 2. Paul is saying this. Paul is saying this. He says this, do not what? Be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind by, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Man and woman of God, we are not to be imitators of this world. We are to be children of the Most High God. Amen? So, so how do we not conform? And Paul gives us a real clear text here. By renewing our mind. By changing the way we think. We can't think the way the world thinks and expect godly results. got to change the way that we think. we got to look at the way that Jesus sees things. Philippians 2.5 says this, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, you need to change your mind. James would go on and he would further reiterate this point. James chapter 4 verse 4 says, you adulterous people. Woo! Come on, come out swinging, James. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself, what? An enemy of God. Say, boy, that's pretty strong language. There's a point. There's a reason why James has strong language there. World here does not mean that we shouldn't, that we should, as Christians, go around being mean to everyone that's not a Christian. That's not what that means, okay? We, we are to be of this world. We have to live in this world, but we're not to be of this world. So James' language is strong because the people of God were saying one thing but acting another way. You adulterous people, you can't do this. What do we say when someone's in adultery? They, we say this. You, you can't be married to someone and have, have someone on the side. That's called adultery. And, God, and James is saying this. You can't serve two masters. You'll love one or hate the other. We see this hundreds of years before this is even written. He's showing up and Daniel's showing us how to live out this New Testament principle. I'm here. I'm stuck here. But you know what? I don't have to compromise who I am because I know what God has said about me. He says, hey, I, I may be in Babylon, but Babylon is not going to get in me. 
And I wonder if the church will rise up and reach to higher towards the things of God and worry less about fitting in with the world. Amen? And Daniel understood that God, what God was speaking, but he didn't let, listen, he didn't let the wax of the world clog his spiritual ears. See, this is what we, uh, oftentimes we don't hear from the Lord. It's because we let the cares of the world, we let the things of the world clog our ears. And God is trying to speak to us, but our ears are so full of what's happening in the world that we don't hear him clearly. Kind of reminds me sometimes um, and I, I, I just bought these headphones, I, and they, uh, it's pretty amazing, the technology that they have. But I put these headphones in my ears, and, and they, when I put them in my ears, they molded to my ears, which is amazing, pretty cool, this set of headphones that I bought. And I put them in my ears, and, and, and when I first got them, I was so excited to get them. We went out to eat, the family, and, and I put them in my ears, and I was sitting there and I was molding them to my ears while we're eating because I'm just weird like that and and my kids are talking to me I've got music playing in my ear and I cannot hear a word that they're saying to me and they're sitting there and I don't know they may be calling me ugly they may have been calling me old I don't care I was just stuck in my moment but here's what happens Sometimes our ears are clogged by the things of this world. And I, I can't help but wonder if the reason we don't hear God is because our ears are full of the cares of this world. I'm going to give you another example here. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus would say this. He's talking about uh, the man who sows uh, to different soils. It's like, the, and he says this, is the cares of the world or the lust for riches were like thorns that would come up and choke the word of the Lord. Some of us aren't hearing because the things of this world have come up and they have choked the word of God. Heard this story of a man, this Indian man from one of the reservations and in the southwest, and he, he went to New York, to Wall Street. He had a friend who was a broker, and he went to, to, to Wall Street. And while he's there, he's walking the street, the busy street, and, and, and taxis and, and, and traffic's going by. Horns are blowing. People are talking. People are yelling. You know, construction. You know, the big city sounds are all going around. And while he's walking down the street, this Indian looks over at this broker, and he says, do you hear that? And the broker says, what are you talking about? And, and this Indian goes down and, and to the gutter, and he reaches down, and he picks up a cricket, and there's this cricket, and, he, and, and this broker says, how in the world did you hear that cricket amongst all all these things, and he said, watch this, and, he, and this Indian took out a coin, and he threw this coin up in the air, and when this coin hit, hit one of the manholes there, the, 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 the sound of, of money came down, and it hit that metal. People turned, and they looked to see where that was, and he said, look, people will hear what they want to hear. And I can tell you today, it's important for us as the people of God to turn our ears towards God, to separate ourselves from this world. And it all depends on what you're listening for. Does God speak? Yes, he does. But the problem is our ears are clogged. Daniel, I love this. He drew a line in the sand. He said, I'm going to be different. I don't care what the world is doing. I don't care what Babylon is doing. I don't care what they tell me to do. I am going to follow the Lord. I believe because he has separated, uh, that, that, that Daniel separated himself from the distractions that he heard from the Lord. Point number one right there, separation. Sometimes we don't hear because we haven't separated ourselves enough. 
Daniel was in Babylon, but he didn't let Babylon get into him. I love that. And you are in this world, but you don't have to let the cares of this world get into you. And ask God to help you to separate yourself. So here's number two. Everyone say expectation. Expectation. And see, this is what happens. When we separate ourselves, then we start to expect God to do great things. Amen. I love this about Daniel. This is the word, one of the words that God has really just given me. He just keeps putting this word back into to my, my line of sight. Expectation. I've, I've talked about this probably multiple times in the past three weeks. You say, you sound like a broken record. Because I believe that it's important that we shift our attitude and we shift the way that we think that we start to expect God to do the, the great things that he can do. Amen? So another example that Daniel gave us was his expectation of the Lord. And he says this. He says this to Nebuchadnezzar. Give me a day. Give me a day. And I will show you. And I, I will show you the, this interpretation. In other words, Daniel knew God would speak to him. I'm going to trust the Lord. I am going to expect that he's going to do this. When you ask the Lord for his guidance... For his word, separation is the first step, but expectation is the next step, right? you got to believe that the Lord is going to speak. When's the last time that you, you, you said, Lord, I, I know you're going to speak to me when you've prayed. Sometimes we just say, oh, Lord, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, right? But we should be saying, Lord, I know that you're going to answer this prayer. It may be a yes, it may be a no, it may be a maybe later, right? But I know you're going to answer this prayer. And I've heard this growing up, and you've heard me, heard me say this. The breeding ground for miracles is a heart of expectancy. What are you expecting from God? We put expectations on a lot of things. We put expectation on our kids, right? We put expectations. We, we want them to do things. We want them to grow up. We want them to go to school. We want them to have good careers. We want them to be good people. What are you expecting from the king of the universe? What do you want from him? James 1, chapter, uh, James chapter 1, verses 5 through 7 says this. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him what? Ask God who gives what? Generously, generously to all without reproach. If you ask God, he wants to give you wisdom. I'm expecting you. I, I, he wants to give it to you. And uh, uh, it, will, it will be given him. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Here's the thing. Expectation and faith go hand in hand. Without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. Faith comes by and hearing the, oh, you want to build your faith? You want to build your expectation? Start putting the word of God into your life. You know, every time you start your day, you start your morning devotion, your Bible study, what are you expecting to hear from God? Or are you just doing it because it's what you're supposed to do? I believe that when you open your Bible, when you look at your devotion, the living word of God can speak to you each and every time you open that word. And James says the one who, who does not believe will not receive. Guess what? You may not be receiving because you're just not believing. In the words of Journey, don't stop believing. 
whoa, right? Instead of coming to church and saying, I wonder if it'll, if I'll get something from God today, come with an attitude of God is going to do the miraculous today, and I am just going to expect it. 2020, you know, we were, uh, it, was, it was crazy to me. I, this has been a whirlwind week for me. It really has. And, and that's not anybody's fault. It's just been, been one of those weeks. And sometimes you just have one of those weeks. And in and, and 2020, around this time, I was dealing with a situation. And I'm not going to tell you what that situation was. It's not important. It's not sin. It's not anything like that. But I had this situation that I was dealing with. And I was struggling in my mind in 2020 about some guidance and some direction that I needed. And, I, and the one thing that I know to do, and this is, this is, I mean, this is a good prime example. I separated myself. I began to, to, to kind of pull myself away and, and begin to kind of focus. And I I made it a point there was a conference where I was living in Bakersfield and there was a one night conference and and so I made it a point I said I am going to go to that conference and uh, nobody went with me and I don't remember if I asked anybody to go with me or not but I just determined in my heart that I was gonna go and I went to this conference just expecting God to speak to me somehow some way has anyone ever been there and that's where I was. I was just at that point, and I, and there were some things that were unsettled in, within, within me, and I was looking for answers, and it was crazy. I went to this conference, and, and this man comes up to me who I do not know from anybody in the world. And this guy does not look like a prophet. He looks like a guy that just got off of work and just came in. And, and this guy comes up to me, and he begins, he said, can I, can I talk to you, brother? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. And, and and in the process, he begins to talk to me, and he said, God is doing some things. And he began to speak these things into my life. And he gave me this time frame, this time frame on something, okay? And I'll just leave it at that. He gave me this time frame on something, and I, and I, and I, and I was troubled in my heart leading up to this. But I left there, and I thought, man, Lord, thank you for this little bit of guidance. And he said, he gave me these specific details, and I was just kind of like, okay. So I placed those things in my heart. And you know, as time passes, we forget, right? Let me tell you, when God says something, he don't forget, when God tells you something, he don't forget. We may forget, but he don't forget. Can I tell you something almost to, to the date this week God shook my world? He reminded me, hey, remember what I told you? Remember what I said to you? And God has begun to do something. And, and it's amazing. Did, did, did God answer my prayer that night? No, not necessarily in the steps, but he gave me a direction. And I can tell you this. I am seeing the hand of God. And I can't help but think, maybe if I hadn't went with a heart of expectation that I might not be getting the answer that I, that I am, am seeing right now in my life. Amen? And so, uh, and... and uh, God will come through for you. Daniel was expecting to hear from God because here's the thing. If, if he didn't hear from God, it was, you're going to die. Whew, that changes a lot of our perspective on our prayer, right? Psalms 33:20 says this, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. What are you expecting from God when we wait? 
and expect like Daniel, God will move. Look at this. Here's the third one right here. Cooperation. I'm going to ask the worship team to come. Cooperation. Everyone say cooperation. Daniel chapter 2 verse 17 says this. Then Daniel went to, into his house and made the matter known to Hanani, Michelle, and Azariah, his companions, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And told them to seek mercy from God of heaven concerning this mystery so that Daniel and his companions might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. So Daniel, I love this. When, you do, when you're not hearing clearly from God, this is why it's important that we come together in corporate worship. When you're not hearing from God, we need each other. Daniel's smart here. He says, you know what? I could seek the Lord all by myself, but why would I do that when I have these guys right here with me? I need you guys to pray with me right now. I need you to help just shake heaven right now. You know what I love about our church? There are people. There are people that I can pick up the phone and I can call at any given moment and say, will you pray for me? And they will pray like right then, right, right there. And I love that. Cooperation, Matthew chapter 8, verses 19 through 20 says, Again, I say to you, if two uh, of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by the Father in heaven. Verse 20, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. You want a miracle in your life? Corporate prayer. I love that. I love that that's becoming part of our church, and, and we're getting better at it. We, we are moving forward. Have we arrived? No. But we're still growing, right? Uh, and I love that. But it's not just me going into my corner and soaking and praying, and, and God has not called you to be in isolation. Listen to me, child of God. God has not called you to be in isolation, but he gives you brothers that can stand with you, that can pray with you. He gives you sisters who will hold you up, who will be your Aaron and her. When you're struggling and they'll come beside you and say, we're going to seek heaven until you get your answer. Cooperation. Cooperation. Here's the thing. I need you. You need need me. We need each other. Because there may be times where you can't carry the load and you say, Pastor, I'm tired and I might be in a strong point and be like, I'll help you right here. And God's going to help you and I'm going to lift you up and I'm going to help burden and carry that load for you. And there may be a point where I'm struggling and I need you to pray for me. And thank you. For, if you pray for me, pray, pray harder, okay? Because I need all the prayer I can get. I'm not so pious to know that I don't need prayer. And sometimes the weight of pastoring and the weight of, of this can be heavy. Listen, God didn't call me to carry that in isolation. I need you. You need me cooperation. I love that. And Daniel, he didn't just say, hey, I'm going to do it all by myself here. And how many times do we miss it because of pride? We don't want someone else to know what we're praying about. But listen, you need to get over your pride and say, uh, God, I'm expecting you to do this. And if it means that I just need to tell this person I'm struggling in this area, God, you can pull me out of this. Amen. I've learned that there is power in the name of Jesus and his church, meaning that when we come together, when we pray for God's direction and guidance, that he will answer. Amen? Are you with me? 
We need each other. We should pray for one another. Ask God to hear our prayers of unity. Here's number four right here. Desperation. Everyone say desperation. Have you ever had to pray out of desperation? Maybe you got a diagnosis. Maybe someone in your family got a diagnosis. You thought, I don't know if they're going to make it. There's a difference between praying out of desperation and just praying, right? I'll give you a, a, a good example. The early church, the believers, they, they, they prayed uh, w- without desperation at first. And it wasn't until James was sawn in half by Herod that the church really started to, the early church started to really pray. You remember when Peter was thrown in jail? What did they do? They began to pray like they hadn't prayed before. They began to intercede because it was a prayer of desperation. They had already saw James die for the cause of Christ. And so they're like, man, we don't want Peter to die for the cause. And you remember as they begin to pray, and they're in this area praying, and who shows up to the door? Peter. They're like, Because they were praying. They were desperate for an answer. They were looking for a miracle. And this is what I've learned about life. You never know what is around the corner. Things could be going hunky-dory for you right now. But let me tell you something. Tomorrow it can all change. And things can be great in this moment. But they, but they might change. But who knows? <laughs> who knows this? I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I know who holds it. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I, but I know who holds it. I know Jesus has got me. And, and, and therefore, we can't afford to take it casually. And James tells us that we have not because we don't ask for it. Say, man, you've been speaking a lot about faith. You've been speaking about life. Because I, I believe sometimes we just get in our little realm and we, we get there and we get stuck. I want to get us unstuck that have, that have faith that is actively moving and, sh- and, and shaking uh, the pits of hell. Amen? Here's the thing. Uh, I'm not calling anyone on blast here, but kids get in trouble because parents aren't praying desperately for them. Divorces and separations tragically happening because couples aren't praying desperately. Could it be sometimes that things come our way because we think we don't need to pray? That's just an honest observation. I can't can't even, uh, when I look at my own life, I can't help but say, maybe that came into my life because I didn't make it a matter of prayer. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't desperate enough about it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Listen, we are at war. The, the First Peter 5, 8 says that Satan goes around seeking who he may devour. And therefore, we need to keep our guard up and our knees bent. Woo. Amen. Praying a wall of protect, protection around our families and around our kids' lives and their person, personalities and, and their, their future spouses. And if, if God allowed us to see the real dangers that surround us, I guarantee we wouldn't be so casual about our prayers. Daniel prayed as if his life depended on it. So should we. Look at this. Last one. Communication. Everyone say Communication. Daniel was given the answer from God. 
and he didn't hide it? No. God gave him the answer. He went to the king and he told the king what he needed to tell him, what God had given him. In Genesis chapter 18, God told the angels before they moved towards Sodom and Gomorrah en route to destroy the city, he said this, I'm going to tell Abraham the things that I'm going to do. But this is why he told him. Look at this. It says this, for I know that he will command his children and and make my ways known to them. I'm telling him because guess what? He's going to tell his kids and their kids and their kids. And it's going to go on and on and on. And Abraham would pass it along to his children. So Daniel, when, when God told him, he went and told King Nebuchadnezzar. Look at this. Hebrews. Chapter 1, verse 1 through 2, it says this. Long ago, at many times, and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. You want to hear from God? Look at this. Look at this. Verse 2. This is, this is exactly where well, this, thing, this thing helps us right here. Verse 2 says this. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Everyone say, but in these last days, he has spoken to us. By his son. What does that mean? The ultimate word uh, concerning anything you need to know about life and eternity is found listening and learning of the man of Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. It all starts with him. It all ends with him. If God has given you something, if God is speaking to you, listen to me. You're not to just keep it in you. You are to be a witness. Some of you need to start giving your testimony. What do you mean? That doesn't mean that you have to be invited up here to give your testimony. Some of you need to be at work giving your testimony to people. Telling people how Jesus Christ brought you out. How he set you free from sin. It all starts there. Being in touch with the living word, you'll be in a position to receive direction and concerning your specific situation. Bow your heads with me all across this building. Lord, I pray, Lord, that if we're not hearing you, Lord, if we have not separated ourselves enough from the world, Lord, we've allowed the world to choke out your word. God, I pray, Lord, that that be broken today. God, I pray for those that are praying, Lord, that they would get a new expectancy and a new urgency to pray. God, that they would expect you to do the miraculous. What if he doesn't answer my prayers the way that that I thought he would? Listen, he'll get the glory. There's a reason. He works all things for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Listen, I believe cooperation in prayer. We need each other. We need each other. We need each other. Listen to me, church. We need each other. Stop being an island. Stop being in isolation. You were not called to be there. You need accountability. You need someone to stand with you. Listen, we are a family. We are a family. When one hurts, we all hurt. Lord, we are desperate for you, God. God, we are desperate for you in this hour, Lord, to move and minister in our situation. Lord, and last of all, Lord, when you give that answer, God, I pray, Lord, that our testimony would be communicated. 
for the glory of your name. Not for us, but for the glory of your name. If you're here today and you, you say, Pastor, I hear what you're saying. I, I, need, I, need, I need the Lord to speak to me. I need the Lord. I, I haven't been listening. I, I've been like that little boy. Listen, Linda. Listen, Linda. I've been like him. I've been, I've been, he's been trying to talk to me, and I've just been arguing with him. And I'm not hearing him like I need to hear. And you say, hey, Pastor, I, I, I'm just going to be honest today. And I'm just going to tell you, Pastor, I, 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 I need help. I want to hear from the Lord. If that's you in your heart, will you, will, will you just stand? Will you just stand? Thank you. Come on, we're going to tarry just a moment. I promise you, I'm not going to keep you very much longer. But this is what I am going to say. Some people, with your heads bowed still, some people are standing because they're in a place of desperation. Some of them are standing because they're in a place of isolation and they need, they need some people to believe with them today. Terry, just a moment. Come on, just, just be patient with me. Say, Pastor, you're taking a long time today. Listen, I believe there's, there's someone's, someone's breakthrough is, uh, is, is right in front of us right now. Come on, just be patient. Just be patient on the Lord just for a moment. God, we lift our hands. If you're sitting, that's fine. Listen, everything's good with you. Listen, that, that, is, that is perfectly. But I want you to lift your hands, and I want you to pray. Listen, you don't have to look around, but I want you to pray for those that are standing right now. I want you to pray that God would, 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 would help them to separate from the world the things that have choked out what God has spoken has spoke over them. God, I, I, I pray right now, Lord, that those things would be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that a heart of expectancy would begin to flow in some of these prayer warriors. God, that expectancy of good would begin to flow out of them. That hope would be renewed. God, that, 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 that a change of mind would come. Lord, that people would be different, Lord, that they would expect you to do great and mighty things. God, we stand on that. Lord, we stand on on your word, Lord. God, I pray right now, Lord, for those, Lord, in cooperation with those that are standing right now. God, we lift up whatever burden they may feel like that they're carrying. God, you are the carrier of our burdens. Lord, we cast our cares upon you because you care for us. But, Lord, we pray, God, we, we lift up. God, we ask, Lord, that you would help us, help them. Lord, that they're not carrying this alone. They got a brother and a sister that love them that will help carry this weight, this burden. God, we pray a prayer of desperation. God, those who need an answer. God, we pray different when it's us, when it's happening to us or when it's happening to other people. But God, let us get a, a desperation in our prayers like we haven't ever seen.
Stand with me all across this building. Come on, everyone, stand to your feet. It is done. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, just begin to give the Lord adoration and praise. Come on, can you lift your hands? Can we exalt his mighty name? Can we lift him up? Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Begin to thank him for the answers. Come on, some of you need to put your faith into action. Begin to thank him already because the work is already being done. He's already moving mountains. He's already, listen, listen. Come on, Lord, we listen for you. Come on, come on, come on. I believe, I believe that expectation is rising in this house right now. Expectation is rising. We worship you, Lord. is arising in this house. God, faith that has been dormant is starting to arise in this house. Things that have been buried, dreams that have been buried, they're being revealed again. God, you're making a way where there seems to be no way. God, you're moving a sea where it seems to be a sea. Lord, you're making a highway. Lord, you're moving a mountain, God, where it seems like we have to cross over. Lord, you're going to make a straight path. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. God, I pray right now for those who are seeking answers today, Lord. I pray, Lord, you would be the peace in the middle of the storm. You say, Pastor, what, 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 what were we doing just, just then? Listen, sometimes we get in such a rush. Sometimes we get in such a rush, I think we miss it. And I don't want to miss the Lord. I want to be sensitive to his spirit. God, I pray, Lord, that you would seal this word, Lord, by your mighty power, by your might. God, that you would open our ears, open our hearts, and open our minds. God, you're not a respecter of persons. Lord, if you'll do it for Daniel, Lord, you'll do it for us. In 
the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, the Lord's just doing something. I know we're at, we're past the noon hour. I, I I understand that. I understand, but I, I just can't. I just can't get past this point in my heart. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I feel like I need to do. If you need to leave, you you feel don't feel bad. If you need to go, you got you got a schedule. You could go. This is what I'm going to do. We're going to do something totally different today. I'm going to open the altars today. I'm going to open the altars right now. I, I believe that God wants to speak to you today. I believe. Listen, God has stopped this moment at this moment for you, and this is what I want to do. I want to compel you. If you need to go, that is fine. That is perfectly fine. But listen, if you are hungry. If you are hungry and you want to hear God more clear than you ever have in your life, I'm going to open these altars. Come, 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 come. That's your invitation. Come, 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 come. Listen. Lord, we listen. Lord, we seek you. Come on, come on. Lord, we seek you. Lord, we seek you. And redeemed by the mercy of God was the grave. Come on, there's more of you. Come on, come on, come on. Lord, we seek you, Lord. Lord. Yes, by the mercy of God was the cross meant for me that my Savior came. Open up, open up. was the grave there for me where my sin laid heavy now I stand redeemed by the mercy of God and I'm alive to tell the story how I've overcome it's his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood I'm so Wasn't based on what I've done. It's His goodness and mercy and the power of His blood. The power in Your blood. There's power. Healing power, oh, restoration power. 
I pray today, Lord Jesus. Listen, if you're here and you're praying, I, I want you to continue to pray until you get the answer that you need. God's in this place. He's breaking strongholds. Changing situations. He's turning situations. Thank you for your patience today. And, and listen, I, I'm going to bless you. And those that are in the altar, we're going to let them just pray. And We have giving boxes outside. If you're a guest with us, thank you for being here. We usually are not this long. I, but listen, God's doing something. God's doing something in the house today. If There's a card in the back of, of the seat. And if you'll fill that out, we want to make a connection with you and, and, uh, and touch base with you. But I'm not sure what other announcements that we have. Mops is this, this Tuesday and, and our church uh, this, this Thursday, this coming Thursday, our church is going to be participating in a, in a rally, a, a citywide prayer rally. It's going to be at the uh, National Guard Armory. Is that right? Is that what it's called? Okay, Armory. And it will be there. And if you can be there, we're, our church is going to be leading uh, some songs and, and I'm going to be praying and, and, and different pastors throughout our community are going to be praying. And we're just praying that God will do exactly what he's doing right here in our community. Amen. Amen. That's what we're praying. That's what we're believing. And, and so, uh, and, and also, if you're interested in being part of Growth Tracks, we want to we get connected out there, and uh, that'll be February 13th and the 20th. And the 20th. And uh, sign-ups, uh, you could sign up. Make sure you sign up at the information desk by February 6th. I'm, I'm reading this at a distance. So, um, And also, if they're, they're going to be doing the derby cars today. I know that's a lot of announcements. I know there's a lot of things happening. Um, there's giving boxes outside. You give on your way out. And, uh, and the, the scripture says the Lord loves a cheerful giver. You know what that means? That the real translation of that, God loves a hilarious giver. That's what it means. So, uh, you know, when you're giving, make sure you're a little hilarious on your way through. Amen. I just, let me pray this blessing. I believe God did something today. I believe God shifted the atmosphere today. been so faithful and I'm going to tell you if you feel like giving up don't give up don't give up because God when God is with you when God says he's going to do it he will do it come on give Jesus a hand clap of praise May the Lord bless you. God, go with us this week. Protect us. God, lift up your countenance upon your people. And God, give us your peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. You are dismissed if you need to go. Those at the altars.